Hey guys, welcome to the Dev Halfix podcast. Uh, my name is Eric, and with me as always. Yep, it's me, Weather. How are you? Good. I'm tired as uh, I don't think I can swear on here, but uh, I'm really tired. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah, um, I'm between tired and looking for vacations, although uh, I don't have any vacations coming anytime soon. Well, I'll take two days at the end of August. Uh, Plus the weekend, but that's it. Not a sabbatical or anything. Oh, lo, 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 lo. That's pretty good. I have a project due, but a bit delayed, so you can tell I'm kind of frustrated. Well, not frustrated. You know how it is. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, it keeps accumulating, and you want to finish it, but it doesn't finish, and you are uh, dealing it more and more. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's a feeling that I think I'm going to finish it, and then some people be like, Eric, we need this and that. I was like, oh, okay, give me two more sprints. No, 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 no. Next sprint. <sighs> yeah, fighting deadlines is it's hard. And, and when the f- deadline fights back, it's even harder. Because sometimes you, you need more time and you, ha- you, you are given less time than you needed in the first place. So, yep. Yep, I guess that's life. All right, speaking of life. Okay, that's a real transition. Um, yeah, today today I wanna work wanna wanna talk about like you know what's it like working corporations versus startups. Um, for me, I've worked at I work in uh, Oracle and Rivian. Both when I joined, they were just very startups. I mean, Rivian was pretty big, but it's still pretty like startup ish e away. Like even though when we IPO and a lot of people was like, oh yeah, how's Rivian? It's a big startup. You guys IPO'd? No, it's still a startup. And I still find it kind of, it's still transition. It's kind of transitioning into corporal, but uh, I still find it like a startup. Uh, but, but how about you, man? Yep, uh, I am quite the contrary. Although I worked at Article with you for a while, but eighty-five percent of my career was in corporations. So I started at IBM, in, still back in Brazil. Then, then I joined Article, but let's not count this one. For this discussion, I'll play the corporation role. Uh, then I went for Cisco, and now I'm at Autodesk. So yeah, three corporations, and it's funny because I'm decreasing in order of employees. So like IBM is the one of the gigantic companies in the world. At the time I worked there, we had four hundred thousand employees, if I'm not mistaken, around that. Uh, they laid off a lot of people at some point, and then split between like became two companies or three companies but yeah it was just a lot of people uh, like 400,000 of people like people was more people than the city that I was working on so it, it is just unfathomable to me like I have no idea how does it this work then Cisco had like uh, I want to sh- say like 30,000 or even less then Autodesk has like 15,000 so yeah, I'm I'm decreasing in in number of employees every time I jump to a new company, but still corporations. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of people. So, but yeah, just for the context, just for the sake of this podcast, um, the startup term that we're gonna use is it just means small company. It's a company that uh, you know just kind of started. Uh, it's probably working on like money that they don't really have well they do have but it's not theirs um uh, somebody gave it to them 
so 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 yeah, it's now we're getting into the culture a little bit later, but that's you know small company, not much money, and fighting for survival, I guess in a way. Uh, yeah, that's the hard game. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's that. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, so way, yeah, I checked the number for sorry, I checked the number for Cisco, and it's eighty three thousand people. So I was wrong by half of the number. Oh damn, that is still a lot of people. Yep. Cool. But so yeah, we'll we'll just kind of go over the all the I guess points and then just kind of compare on them. So yeah, the first one, um, you know, the work pace. Uh, why don't you start first? Whether how is it on the corporate side of things? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so corporations are a beast. They uh, still. Today, in my mind, I, I cannot really comprehend how companies that big can operate and keep going because the complexity and the chaos within big corporations is pretty high. But at the same time, I compare that with the universe. Like The universe is driven by chaos, but it still has some organization at some point. So it still works. Uh, so yeah, corporations have a very specific work pace. It depends on corporation to corporation, depending on of their sizes. Uh, in the culture, we, we can talk about some, some different companies here. But as an example, IBM, the first company I joined, the, the work pace was mostly, uh, I would say, slow, as in taking a project from A to B would take you considerably more time than it would take in a startup. For a lot of reasons, you had um, many other processes to follow, you had standardization in place, you had to get a lot of consensus around from a lot of people, and you didn't own the whole solution from end to end. So sometimes you need, let's say, infrastructure. You don't have access as a developer to the final infrastructure that's in production, so you need to ask someone else or some other team to help you, or you need to use an SDK to provide, but it's still it's not literally uh, that simple. It might slow your pace down, but it, it, it has some reasons why it works like that. So you have compliance and risk in place and a lot of other processes that needs to be followed for the corporation to operate. Uh, at the same time, the company is so big that you don't even know all the products that exist there or the business lines or the business units. Uh, it was always funny to me, uh, like a, as a side joke, people would always ask me, oh, you work for IBM. Do you know, you know John, John Smith from IBM? And I was like, uh, no idea. And if I know this person, there's probably I know 10, 10 people with the same name. So it's like, yeah, man, it's, it's gigantic. It's impossible for me to know. Even the products, some people would say, oh, IBM does this. Or IBM did that product. Or Cisco did this. Or Autodesk does that. i like, oh, we have fun. But I have no idea how it works. I think someone the other day asked me, about, oh, do you work in, in the AutoCAD team? And I said, like, well, I have no idea who the AutoCAD team is. I know which organization they belong to, but I never met anyone that works on it. Uh, even the company is pushing back on being known at the company that makes Autodesk because it makes a lot of, a lot of other products. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is the complexity of a corporation. It can cause the work pace to be a bit slower or more complex, uh, which I guess, very drastically from your experience on startup, right? Yeah, for sure. Like when, 
Oh yeah, one thing I want to ask, like, I I always imagine like, um, corporation. It's like a big machine, big ship, and everybody、mm. just kind of work their ass off just to keep the ship afloat. Is that is that how you feel too? Um, it it's a bit like that, but the at the at some point, depending on your level of the company,、uh, let's say you join as a junior or senior engineer, your impact is. Direct on your team and maybe the teams around you, but you in the overall corporation, you are literally a cog in the machine. Like it's a very big machine, and you will be one of the persons rowing for the ship or for the boat to go forward.、Uh, but there are way bigger structures holding the ship together,、um, and it's a bit overwhelming at some point. But at the same time, if you think like, "Hey, I gotta." Understand my line of product and my product and my team product. You may find some peace there. Like you don't need to understand the whole thing. No one understands. Even if you go to the CEO level, probably the CEO knows how things are going to the company, but it, they don't know exactly everything in the company because it's humanly impossible to know. Yeah, that's 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 definitely how I feel, Rivian. But I'm on the startup side of things now. So um, so yeah, comparing to like corporal, you know. Startup by nature just moves pretty fast. Like you, you, I feel like you're always building something that you want to get your product out. That you, because to be honest, you're kind of running against the time, against the money. Because like I say, startup, you probably are on limited amount of money. That's actually not yours. You're given by it. You know, like you have maybe you have round A, round B, uh, something just to get yourself going. So. You're literally running against the time, trying to get your product out. So always, like today, you have an idea you want to get, you want to get out. You have to validate it fast and make sure that it it is the idea that your、uh, company want to go for. So just、uh, you know, build it and ship it out and see how it goes. If it get, earns you money, good. If not, pivot quickly. And and yeah, so like so startup, you know, usually the size it's pretty. Small、uh, comparing to a corporation, now、uh, you have fifteen thousand people. I probably say a startup probably have fifteen people, and you have to like wear a lot of hats. Right, you have to work on many things. Maybe not all at once, but you probably the day you're working on project A, or you probably on B, and then marketing will ask you something about C. Like you had to, yeah, jump between the project from time to time.、Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel about startup. Yeah, and, and there is a, a, a like regarding the workplace, there there is a difference in corporations sometimes depending on on the phase the corporation is or what kind of projects they are working on.、Uh, I'll give you an example. So at Cisco, we were my team was working like in the umbrella product,、uh, which is like network protection and a lot of other things. But at some point, the market shifts a little bit, and now there is this need for a different product. So they they want a specific product.、Uh, in this context,、uh, is like security at the edge of the comp- of the networking. And even though sometimes the work pace in a corporation might be slower, when the corporation wants to put a product out, sometimes this product is as big as a new startup. They also have the ability to. Change the direction of the ship very fast because they have a lot of people to do that, and you can find yourself in a project that that have like a thousand developers, 
and the deadline is like six months. And there is a project going from ideation to completion in six months. I'm not saying the project will be amazing or we will end in a very good product, but you will create almost a new startup from start to end in a couple of months with like a thousand developers. So that may happen. And in that period of time, that burst, you may have like a lot of work very fast, create, create, deploy, deploy. But then that thing will go to production that will get a lot of traction, hopefully. And if it does get a lot of traction, then the corporation thing comes on top of it. Like there's a lot of security reveals, a lot of compliance, documentation, et cetera, et cetera. That will probably slow down the pace of changes on that product. But getting that product to out of ideation to production might be fast. So yeah, there's this alternation of sometimes things are slow, sometimes things are very fast. That that kind of touches on the priority, man. Because then like to, today, if I want to do this, big company usually have the resources to to actually to actually execute them. Then so yeah, they can probably get from ideation to implementation and to production pretty fast. Like how I guess the most recent example I can think of is how meta releases on threads. Like super Oh yeah. Well is it fast? Six months? So You you took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking on that example. Yeah, literally, they copy and paste. They have the developers. They have the money. They have the time. So yep, 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 yep. Like and also like priority. Like I, I have, you have a good example of like actually releasing. I have really bad example. Uh, I without telling too much. Like Rivian does do B two B. Like we have uh some business partner uh customers, and then one day they just kind of like oh we don't need this anymore, and I just remember that day because on the la- on the previous previous night i was pulling like working late trying to get this feature out because they say they told me it was really important and it was out and then ta-da, it was not important anymore because they don't they're not gonna pay more and suddenly got deprioritized and suddenly the project i wouldn't say gone but uh, nobody mentioned it anymore so uh uh yeah that's one example of like how the ship can turn pretty fast uh so uh, yeah kind of sad uh yeah yeah, the, this overall feeling that corporations are slow, um, I mean, it's somewhat true, like, but it's not slow for the sake of, hey, it's just slow because we cannot go faster. It's also slow because it has a lot of other things at risk. Compliance, it has a name, it has reputation. Uh, the same thing, like OpenAI rushing to deploy ChatGPT and this whole AI model, uh, while Google does have good or even better AI models there or AI features. But it does has a reputation. It could not just release, well, although it did, it did release BARD at some point, but it was holding not to release something to the public that would damage its reputation. Let's say, well, I launch in like an AI model or a conversational model that goes and it starts being racist two seconds after you start talking to it because you can convince it to be racist because the data is already biased. And they, they were holding on that because, well, we have some, we have to try to make this thing right. OpenAI don't have this reputation to maintain it. They don't want to collect them. They just want to collect their money at this point. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's a difference. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go slow because you literally cannot go faster. Otherwise, you risk losing money. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, let's bring it back a little bit. So, let's say you start working and Usually, I hope so. I hope uh, they they will start onboarding you. You know, here's how the company works. Here's what your team does. Um, 
And as a software engineer, hopefully they tell you how the code works. Um, but for startup, uh, although people kind of joke that it's their onboarding process, but sometimes that's actually pretty true. Like there's literally isn't any process at all. You're just probably like, oh, here's a GitHub repo, just kind of clone it. And here's a ticket, just start working. And yep, that, that, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's actually, actually accurate, accurate, right? They want to, because startup want you to like start contributing almost right away, just because it, like I said, they don't have the time. But uh, sometime, yeah. I, I think article was pretty good. Like they actually sit down and kind of want me to do. Although they gave me a ticket on the second day, but still. Yeah, it also depends on the, the size of the startup. I think, uh, for example, let's say you join a company that started five weeks ago or like a month ago, and they have five developers or 50 employees in, in total. There is a good chance that this company has no process whatsoever to be followed when you hire someone new or even proper onboarding in terms of like access management, for example. Like who owns the AWS account? Uh, it's probably someone somewhere that created the account. They will email you, they will add you a new user on like the IEM portal. And yeah, you got a new user and that's it. And but you might join a startup that is bigger and probably like 200 employees. It's been around for like two years. They might have had time to create an onboarding process. So it's, it's not like one size fits all, but definitely it's easier because of the scope of the startup. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I was at Rivian, the first whole week was onboarding, like company onboarding, like knowing that what, the, what we are selling uh, a truck and then what the, they, they had this pretty cool like virtual walkthrough of the factory. Like, here's the parts, here's a battery, here's how things work. And then, one, and then on the second week, I started getting onboarded in the team and then getting to know the product and what we're working on. And I get to know the code. So that's pretty, pretty cool. And they, 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 they went out of the way just to make sure that I actually understood what I was going to work on. And then took my feedback and and say like, oh, what could be improved? So the next person comes in, comes on, they can be uh, feel more welcome in a way. Yeah, on the corporation is, uh, <coughs> and again, it's relative to each corporation, but in general, the onboarding process is very, very slow in terms of like, hey, I feel like I'm onboarded and I know everything I should know. This will definitely not be a week like you probably will have like all the companies I joined, all of these three companies I mentioned, we had like, yeah, here's a week of onboarding, but it was like HR onboarding. You were there to learn about the company culture, uh, where to look for things, help, benefits, uh, groups, working groups, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but like your onboarding in your actual work that you are going to do day to day, this will take a while because either your team has a lot of scope or you need to learn a, a lot about your team and the teams around your team and everyone's interdependencies. And then you need to know about the, the product X that your team interfaces with. And this team is somewhere in Australia and you just connect with them uh, like one hour a day because, well, that's the interception between the time zones or even less than that. Uh, so it's, it's somewhat harder or it will take a while uh in some companies that i joined like when talking to the managers or senior managers 
their expectation was like, yeah, I expect you to be up and running and knowing most of it in six months to a year. So, so like it's, it's a whole way of onboarding. Like you are, you are already producing something, you are doing, committing some code here and there, like trying to do something and, and to be useful. But at the same time, like there is a lot of context you need to grasp. And there is just so much you can grasp in us in such time before burning you out. So, yeah, uh, for example, at this time, I'm literally onboarding at Autodesk. It's been 52 days since I started working there. So I know a bit about my team and the product we work with, but there is a lot of things to uncover. So I still consider myself onboarding for at least, well, I would say at least until December, I'll be onboarding for sure. Wow, has it been 52 days already? Yeah, and I know exactly the number of days because just two days ago, I got an email from Workday saying, hey, it's been 50 days and like some HR stuff that I, I had to read. But that's the, the, that's the only reason I know them out of day. Oh, uh, yeah, one funny, funny example. Um, I know this guy, uh, I'm not going to name him, but uh, I think he works at Google and he's like, he, he was going to find me one day. He's like, oh, yeah. I've joined the company of three months now and just yesterday I started writing code. I was like, what have you been doing this whole time? Oh, I was reading Hagendoss. Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. All those free ice cream and stuff. Yeah, man. It, it's, it depends on the company and the, the style of the team as well. Like the, the first team I joined at IBM, uh, I hit the ground running basically because the team was very narrow. The product was very self-isolated. There was like not many interdependencies or calling extra external APIs or anything. Most of the product was self-contained. So it was a very peculiar case within a corporation that I was working on a product that uh, was easier to understand. Uh, but I left the company without knowing exactly what all the customers were and all the use cases were. Because a lot of them were either very complex or outside of the, the boundaries of my team. Like we would literally sell the product like as a quite like as a shelf product so i know some people use this in this way but not exactly how they use it and and there was like protected environments that i did not have access to so you work like i worked four years there and i left without exactly knowing all all of the things because there is so much complexity that i didn't need to know all of them and, and that's a good thing like the things you need to know you're gonna you're gonna know about it but the things you don't need to know probably avoid going after that because it's probably just a lot of burden for you okay i, I thought i thought you're gonna say that after four years i don't know anything <laughs> i'll be like well that, that <laughs> tell was, me what you was, did there <laughs> that was somewhat true uh like you work work and work and you're still like yeah do i know what am i doing but some people call it imposter syndrome i call it yeah that's that's me <laughs> <laughs> Do you have imposter syndrome? No, I am imposter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the source of it. Anyway. <laughs> All right. How's the how's the hierarchy doing going? Like I know in corporation hierarchy is pretty I mean there are too many people, right? A lot of managers yep. and so, so how how do, how does it how does it look like? Yeah, it's uh it's I would say it's a nightmare, but it is a nightmare that kind of makes sense at some point. Uh, I remember back at IBM, I had the last time I remember counting, I had 17 people between me and the CEO. So 17 layers of people. 
And I didn't think it was even possible because it was like me, then my manager, then the sync, the second manager, the they called second line manager there, then the third line manager, then the director, then the VP, the, the EVP, SVP, XVP. Like I didn't have any idea that how Wait, many VPs a company could have. Are you just making all those names like SVP, oh, yeah, no, blah, well, blah, blah? <laughs> the last, the, the XVP was me just joking, but the, yeah, they have like general managers, then the re, like general manager for Latin America, then someone else on top of this person and, and, and more and more and more. Then it gets to like to VP, senior uh, executive VP, senior vice president. There's like this whole levels of vice presidents that I don't really understand. Why do we have so many? All the way so you get to the CEO. So like it was at least 17 layers at that point. So the possibility of me knowing all about the company was almost zero. But also for me to be known by someone at the company is also very small. So the more you grow, the more your impact grows. but you are still in your niche, in your tiny bubble there within the company. Yeah, would you say that in the big company that your impact, I think just kind of mentioned it, but uh, your impact will be not easily seen by any other people? Yeah, I mean, you'll be noticed by folks around you, the, the business units that are re- literally working with the product that we work on, but like... Um, Expecting the CEO to send you an email, say, oh, amazing work here and there. Uh, that will be very rare because they have a lot of other things to do and a lot of other people to report. They have literally no idea that you exist. And that's not anyone's fault. It's just it's a, a lot of people. A lot of people and it's hard. Like if I had 17 people to remember their names, I wouldn't remember their names. Imagine the, the back, the opposite, like the CEO having 400,000 people below them. Like, no idea how they would remember anyone. True. That's true. Yeah. So hierarchy in startup, I would say probably doesn't really exist. Like you you just have that many people, like 15, 20, I don't know, 30 engineers actually, or 30 people overall. Like when I joined Oracle, I could actually know that person over there from the other department is doing or like this engineer is working on that project or whatever that I, I i have a good grasp of things in within the whole company actually just because there's just not too many people but although a lot is going on but you know i could just still kind of get hold of oh, who's doing what and what whatever but uh yeah i think kind of like time goes on more and more people and then i guess they need some sort of organization management start popping out all this like managers with a lot of like, you know, to just a lot of managers, not a 17 that many, but just a lot of managers. Like, and then I don't really know what they're doing. And then we start popping out like all the oh, cool different group teams working on project. And I was like, yeah, I used to work on that. Oh, the, you, now you're handling it? Okay, cool. I'll take it. So, um, so, so yeah, I would say in startup, it probably doesn't exist. But, I mean, like I said, you want to get your product out. Who cares who's managing what? Just get your shit out. So whatever. Yep. Yeah. And that's one difference in the corporation that sometimes if you want to do something that is very different or take a total different direction in the product, uh, you need to get buy-in and consensus from a lot of people. And sometimes you got to go many, many layers above you to change something because whatever you are working on right now was decided many, many layers above you. So it's not also not that simple. I remember when we worked at an article, well, it was like 
at the time was like two floors of the building. So everyone would fit in two floors, uh, at least everyone that works in the office, not the warehouse employees. But like we could literally know everyone on the, on the office. Like we used to sit like what, two tables, two desks away from the CEO, from the director of engineering, from the CMO and everyone. So if you have an idea, anyone and tell them like, hey, maybe we should do this. Well, takes you 10 steps to go to their desk and tell you, tell them your idea. Meanwhile, I have no idea where the CEO of my company is right now. So I can send him an email, but I don't think he will ever even read it. When I join Article, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I feel Article should just sponsor us at this point. Um, when I join Article, all of us can actually fit on the half of the second floor. Even though it was just, yeah. just kind of spread out, but it's kind of, it was empty in the middle. So oh, yeah. Like, and, and the desks are also pretty big. I remember like gigantic desks. So if we had normal desks, it would be probably even smaller buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, next thing. Uh, how's the you know, growth opportunity and careers? Like in, in startup, I think it's just not really clear. It's, I feel like it's just not their priority. So you, you join, you just kind of start doing the work. It's, they don't really care like, oh, whether, you know, like I, I think I had, I talked to one of the a recruiter from a startup some, some weeks ago and I, he was like, oh yeah, what's your goal? Whatever. I, like, I want to get to staff and they just right out told me that they don't have staff position. Everybody joined probably just senior just cause they don't have that many people. They don't have the, I guess the people, I don't, I don't want to say they don't have the money, but uh, <laughs> they probably don't have the people like Okay, it just doesn't make sense if one guy is senior, one guy is intermediate, that guy is principal for some reason. Like, you, mm-hmm. we, we still have to work, right? We still have, like, don't, say, don't tell me that our oh, rep principal is handling the architecture and then uh, the other two people just doing the work. Then, no, like, we need to get everybody hands dirty just to get this product out. So, yeah, get, get, get so, so, yeah, like, that just doesn't make sense. One guy is staff and do nothing, I guess. So. Yeah, but it's, it's hard for you to see, and again, in the context of this, this episode where we are talking about startups that have, like, let's say, max 500 employees uh, and, let's say, 200 engineers, if a lot of the company is, the company is very tech-savvy or tech-focused, it will be hard for you to see, like, this company having three distinguished engineers, four principal engineers, and a lot of senior engineers. Uh, because you might not, one, you probably don't need it. Two, the more title you give people, more money you give them. So the company also may not have all that money to be giving away, special, especially if it is going over bank, uh, venture capital still, or burning money and not being profitable. Meanwhile, in the corporations, you have a lot of layers, uh, but also a lot of positions. So you can go, I remember, uh, I think at Cisco, we, we could go from, software engineer one all the way to cisco fellow which is like the less 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 level literally at that point you are like an asset at the company uh you you probably have been working there for at least 20 years at that point uh and, and that makes sense for two reasons one 
the tenure of people tends to be longer, and then people growing. They it's a way to be recognized when you have a new title. Uh, and the other point is, it, it's quite like because the Y shaped career exists, not everyone wanted to go to management. So not every senior engineer wanted to become a manager at some point, and then director and whatever. Uh, some people wanted to keep growing technically. Uh, then you invent these whole levels of you have a staff engineer, and then you have a staff plus senior staff, then principal, senior principal, architect, distinguished fellow, etc. Uh, not that in their startup you don't have career growth, but maybe your title, if the startup is long run and you stay there for five years, maybe your title will not change much. Uh, in the corporation, your title might change a bit more if if you get promotions. Uh, but I, I think there is opportunity for growth in both in both places. It, it depends on the type of problems you are involved to solve. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see any an startup having a distinguished engineer ever. If some startups have it, it's probably overkill at this point. And there is also the problem of scale. So there is a difference in in scale between startup and, and corporations that may also drive the necessity of having uh, different. Uh, career progression levels. Uh, for example, let's imagine a company like Netflix or Meta. Uh, they have so much scale. They have so many customers, traffic, so many things happening that they will not only invent technology, but they will need people that are able to invent the technology to solve their problems. They have custom problems. They have very specific problems that startups will never see until they become a corporation themselves or they get integrated into a corporation if they get bought. Um, and that's also a, a consideration when you try to think where to work. Like, am I going to work in a startup or am I going to work in a corporation? Uh, it depends on also the kind of problems you want to tackle. You may join a company like Netflix and you end up working very, very deep down into the streaming technology and developing protocols for streaming and libraries for streaming. Uh, and get very nitty-gritty on networking for data transfer, etc. Uh, this might not happen, not even happening in a startup because it's a very large scale problem that no startup may have. They don't have the traffic or the money or the need for these kind of solutions. But but do you see any disadvantage, Eric, on like uh, not being exposed to very large scale problems? Uh, if you're a startup, that's just kind of normal, right? Like, like Oracle, like it was the e-commerce, but it, it is still e-commerce. Uh, and then we have all these, <laughs> yep. all, all, all these other like big company, like let's say IKEA and uh, Wayfair, like just really like huge and across a lot of continents. And we probably doing the same thing. Like we try to sell things on, on our website, but the, the amount of traffic, amount of people uh, are just, no difference, and even we're doing the same thing, but you know, this, the scale doesn't compare. Uh, so, 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 yeah. And for like you know, for a small startup, like you like you mentioned a lot, of, like doing a lot of tech technical kind of stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. for startup, unless the tech, the, this new tech is actually the core the of your product, otherwise you just want to get your product out. We just want to get your features out and. You won't get to like as long as this works. I sometimes we just don't really care. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
if you get an example like uh, Vercel, I don't know if I can call Vercel a startup, but yeah, I'll call uh, it for the sake of, of this example. <laughs> uh, like they will, their product is the technology. It's it's the framework, is the networking, is the computing, is the the usage of AWS and being this abstraction layer on top of it. Uh, they might invent technology because their product is a technology, but still, depending on what we are working and let's call the regular startup, like you create a new app or it's a new company for uh, medical appointments. Uh, until your company becomes very big, you might ne- never ever see like a traffic like, oh, I have a million requests per second. The, it's, it's the dream of the CEO of the startup to see that, but it's probably not happening uh, very anytime soon. Uh, meanwhile, in some other companies that you may join a corporation, you might find it easily because the corporation has way more customers or traffic. Uh, it also depends on the team you join. If you join an internal team or a tooling team or something like that, you might not be exposed to this kind of things. But uh, definitely, if you go to a corporation, it's easier to find this kind of large-scale problems. That also being said, don't invent technology if you don't need to. Like people always try, but Netflix does this. So we should do the same. It's like, yeah, but you are not Netflix. So you probably don't need to do what they are doing. They just shatter their dreams. Uh, yeah. You don't need to write this programming language because, I mean, you can, you can, but please don't. <laughs> I, I, think, I think on Netflix, there's this show about Spotify, right? I haven't verified whether what they're saying is true or not, but in the show, they, they mentioned that to fix the streaming uh, delay, they, they actually invented a new uh, protocol or whatever, and that's, that's, probably, that's the core of their product. They want to make it pretty fast and really accessible. That's probably the, that's, that justifies with you, you have a new tech just for your product, but all the other time, you probably just create this beautiful UI and calling APIs from somewhere else. And yeah, yep. you don't have that kind of scale. You don't have that kind of scaling problem. Yeah, it also, it's like, for example, I was, uh, I'm studying DynamoDB these days. And for ex- why did they create DynamoDB in the first place? Like long story short, Amazon.com is pretty big. It was pretty big then. And they needed a database that would scale to the size of their e-commerce. Uh, they could literally stretch relational databases and make Postgres work, probably, but it would be very expensive, very costly. Instead, they invented DynamoDB for some specific use cases. Of course, it's way bigger now than it, what it was when it was invented. But it was not created just out of the, yeah, let's do this because we have time and money, but rather we are making so much money that we need to keep making money, so let's invent the technology for that. Uh, so th- that is a reason. Sometimes the, tra- the technology is driven by the business need and the money that you, you are making. Uh, I don't think any manager or any company would approve you spending, oh, I'm going to spend two years creating this to improve our startup per- uh, performance by 10%. And just you know about that technology because you created it, but no one knows it. And good luck to the developers that come after you. Yeah, I think... The examples can go on and on, like how React was born in the first place within fa- Facebook when it was still called Facebook. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's how's the how about it? How's the job security? Like, I think 
in, I think in Corpel, just because it's bigger ships, I guess. It's more stable. And it's, I, I don't want to say you're easily replaceable, but <laughs> uh, that's kind of, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's, it's a hard thing to pinpoint, especially now with this lot of layoffs happening. So if I say, yeah, corporations suffer less from economic changes, people will throw me a hundred articles uh, about the recent layoffs that we had. But there is a, a visible delay in like layoffs or economical challenges in corporations, depending on the corporation, of course, depending on the amount of money they have in cash, like uh, in flux. Because they are very big, they have a lot of customers, they may be able to uh, like survive an economical crisis without losing it well first without go bankrupt and second without having to like lay off every 100% of the employees at some point um it's 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 no joke that in some companies like google meta amazon they laid off a lot of people but it was mainly not because of the company not going well but because they hired too much with the hope of uh, getting things uh, in the way it was going during the pandemic but like the money is still there they are doing pretty well and making a lot of money so i would not say you are more secure in the corporation but depending on the business area you're working on and the product that you're working on uh it's probably safer than a, a company that is living on venture capital or especially a company company that was working in cryptocurrency at some point and everyone was trusting it and <laughs> working on it and <laughs> you as a new grad was very excited to join it and and yeah it didn't pan out a lot of companies just stopped doing business so there is definitely a difference there <laughs> i i knew you were gonna be up <laughs> crypto stuff <laughs> yeah well of course uh, that that's me yeah, Not that I don't like it, I just don't trust it. <laughs> All right, for for startup, I think it's more susceptible to such change. Because um, for startup, like let's say you know the recent uh, layoff, uh, not recent, this the last, but yeah, it's almost a year. yeah since last year. Like we have many many layoffs just due to the economy, whatever, and like 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 we keep saying like startup are like racing against time raising against the the money that they had to like make them good use if they find out that they cannot actually survive till like if their leeway is like shorter and shorter they had to find money from somewhere if nobody will lend the money or fund them then they could only uh, sadly do layoffs and to get that immediate cash and that's to be honest if you're I know some some startups are really really successful that they can just keep you know pushing and pushing and or even they have positive cash flow, although that's rare to see. But but yeah, but mm -hmm. if they don't, they 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 had to let start you know, letting people go. And to be honest, I think it's I don't know if it's correct or not, but because startup you already don't have that many people. To be honest, letting people go, you probably. Your company or the project you're working on probably will hit, uh, hit get a toll on it because you 
slow things down or like uh, delay things because or like somehow that person knows everything, but I don't know for whatever reason you let him go. So, so, so yeah, I think that 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 I don't know if that's correct. Like if it doesn't happen often in a big company. Yeah, it might happen less. And for example, during my tenure at IBM, uh, there were some financial challenges around, and a lot of friends of mine that were working in in smaller companies around were either getting laid off or um, the company was basically cutting off costs everywhere. And but to, inside IBM, the impact was very, very, very small. Like we would see, oh, okay, this year we're not going to have interns or we are freezing uh, hiring for this year, but no one will be laid off. Uh, and the money was just flowing. Everyone was working fine. The company was just cautious about the, the, the market. Uh, but there was money. There was cu- paying customers at some point. Uh, so that's the difference. So uh, like from my experience being corporations, it's more secure. Uh, you... It might be bad for some people, like they may be accommodated and not like keep learning and keep growing because they know their job might be safer or they like to get fired may take um, way more time. Um, but if you keep in mind, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep progressing and, and doing a good job and learning new things, the job security part may be just a peace of mind that you might want to have. For sure. All right, let's talk about the last thing and the greatest thing and people probably care the most. Uh, money, your compensation. Um, for for startup, uh, I, you know, your total compensation first, you should definitely include your salary, like, you know, your yearly salary or whatever, whatever the time. Uh, it's, that's your cash that you, you will definitely get. And then some, some startups do offer a sign-off bonus. I haven't seen one yet, but Actually, don't offer it to me. Kind of sad. And uh, <laughs> and versus corporation, that I think what they're gonna mention later. Uh, startup probably gonna give you stock options or just equity, outright equity. So like you could, like you could like stock option. You have the option to actually buy their stock. But what can you do about it? Not much actually until you actually sell it. And because it's not really uh, public, it the price doesn't really go up and down that easily. Like publicly, they had to like do this whole accounting and finance, whatever, to recalculate and see that oh, how much is it worth right now? But, but equity, they will give you just outright a percentage. Say that okay, your salary is this, and you get like five percent share of the company. If one day you know the company gets sold, you will get five percent of those revenue. So that's uh, that's pretty cool, but. Whether or not it actually going to happen, nobody knows. Uh, so, so yeah, how, yeah. how's Corpo? Yeah, uh, on the corporations, it's like, it, again, it's all relative. But like when I joined Article, which at the time was considered a startup, and then when I left Article for Cisco, I literally went with the same, basically the same salary, the same base salary. Uh, so in that front, Base salary wise, corporations and startups might be paying around the same. Uh, some startups might be throwing money at, at people in the base salary because that's the only way that they can get them out of corporations. 
Uh, and there is outliers like Netflix that will pay you way more money than everyone else in the in the in the market. Uh, but in general, the base salary will be roughly the same uh, or compatible. One thing that I find in my experience that corporations are better at is benefits uh, and extra uh, compensation. So you get RSUs, restricted stock units, which are literally stocks that you can sell once they vest. Uh, so they are not stock options that they, if the company never goes public, you never get to sell them. Uh, in a public company, most corporations are commonly public, so uh, or the ones I'm talking about are all public. and you get restricted stock units when uh, not only when you join, but like throughout the year or throughout your career. And they quite keep accumulating. It's a good way that the company finds to keep people, uh, keep people locked in, to lack of a better term. And you can keep on selling these stocks or keeping them and getting dividends. Uh, also, something else that is big on corporations is benefits. So... Because they are big, they have a lot of employees, they are able to negotiate better benefits terms uh, around. So not only like medical, dental, health, etc., uh, but a lot of things are like, I think at Cisco I had like discounts in uh, renting cars and in, in some very specific companies and flies and at Apple, uh, like many, many places. So there is this, like if you sum up all of the benefits plus stocks plus uh, some other things. Sometimes the payout in the corporation is a bit bigger, uh, but it also depends if the corporation job is for you. Like if you if you are okay with it, the other things I mentioned before, which may be downsides, uh, this might be a good side to counterbalance this uh, the opposites. You know, when I first joined Rivian, the first thing I was wondering was, if I buy the tr- the truck, do I get a discount? <laughs> and sadly, no. And still a no right now. So, yep. Yeah, I talked to friends. I have a friend that works at Amazon. I at the time he talked to me, like he didn't have discounts on him. He had like a an allowance per year that he could buy, but it was like very small. It was like like oh, you got fifty percent whatever you buy. I was like nope, nope. It's very small amount of things. Uh, some of, some of the com- because it, it it depends on the. Uh, it depends on the product as well. Like I think at Autodesk, I can get most of their products for free. But again, it's software products. I'm not buying like <laughs> I'm not working for Amazon and buying a hundred PlayStations fifty percent of the price. So like I get all the softwares for free. But what am I going to do with all of the softwares? Eh, probably not. Not anything. Sell the serial code and whatnot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, depending on the product, like, well, if Rivian gives every employee fifty percent discount on the car, that that would be nice. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if they had the money to do that. No, it's on the uh, quarterly rep- reports that it's probably available that we are losing money for every car we sell. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully, it don't come after me. All right, so um, yeah, how would you <laughs> choose one another, like uh, you know, startup or corporation? For me, like for if you are somebody like challenge, um, adventures, I guess, and you, I would say like to me at least, like um, if you are a junior, you're starting up, I think go to a startup is a really good uh practice round, like good. Because uh, you can, you, like I said, you get to wear a lot of hats. You have, you will have control on a lot of things, and you will, 
like in a short short amount of time, you will start learning really really fast. And you because you just because just the nature of thing, you get exposed to a many many technology, many projects at like very quickly. And like my time at Article was just very very valuable. And、uh, yeah, how how are you? Yeah, it's、um, well. I've been in both sides、uh, at some point. Of course, way more in corporations than in startups.、Uh, it, it depends. I, I would say when I joined Article, for example, I was in a big adventure of moving away from Brazil, going to Canada. So I I, I risk it all at all points. Like I went for a company that I had no idea about before. When I interviewed with them, a company that was smaller, way smaller than like. Thousands of times smaller than the one I was working with,、uh, but on some parts points of my life, like I also valued like the job security. For example, right now I'm attending a master's degree.、Uh, it's important that I have the money to pay for the tuition, but also one thing that is nice is that the company helps me pay for the tuition.、Uh, most startups wouldn't probably not do it because it costs a lot of money for the company, but a corporation already has the budget and it has a program for that. So,、uh, on, on my point of view, I like the corporation for these kind of things,、uh, also for the complexity of problems, problems that I will not probably see on startups.、Uh, so, working in something that is very intricate and in products that touches a lot of people. So,、uh, it, it's nice to go out and say, "Oh, you work, you know this product? Yeah, I work on this," and, and then you ask the person firsthand what they think about it. Yeah, for sure. And some downside I can think of joining a startup is like,、uh, because unlike big companies, you have a lot of data points, and like you can go on. I know it's toxic, but you can go on blind or like Glassdoor just to kind of get a handle things like, ah,、oh, how is it like working for the company? How is it? Or even that specific group, like if you can pinpoint、yeah. that. And but for startup, unless it's a really well known. Like I don't know if opening a startup, but、uh, but <laughs> but it's uh, uh, unless it's really well known, or you actually know somebody from there. Otherwise, you cannot really tell. Like maybe maybe during the interview process, you can kind of guess the like how how is it how they work, what the workflow is, how or whatnot. Like you can only trust them by their words. You don't have other data points that you can actually rely on. So there's definitely a risk joining a startup, but、um, if if I don't want to say we are lucky, but that's kind of irresponsible. But、uh, if you're lucky joining a really good startup, I would say you'll really you'll grow really fast. That's really、yeah. that's just really good. Yep, that's cool. And and I would say I, I mean join both, <laughs> join one, try,、uh, then apply. For, at some point, apply for the corporation.、Right. And oh, I know, I know. Start out at start out in the day, corporate at night, and <laughs> well, yeah, or the other way around. Take, take two jobs and see what happens.、Uh, yeah, I, I experimented both. I, I like both, depending on the situation in my life and the phase that I'm going through.、Uh, I tend to favor corporations, but it's my personal preference. And I know means startups would be bad to work with. I mean, at some point in my life, if I find. Start up with a product that I like and something that I believe that will pan out. I, well, maybe I'll try it. Let's see. Or maybe you're tired of this whole thing, everything, and start a startup. Yeah, maybe I start my own startup. Yeah, why? Why not? <laughs>
Yeah. You cannot, you cannot start a corporal. Right? <laughs> uh, well, unless you are, uh, <laughs> unless you are uh, like <laughs> inheriting money, like a billion dollars from your father, uh, you can start a corporation right away. You block, right, hire a lot of people in COVID corporation. Right. They remind me. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. That's Ooh. it for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, what else do I need to say with her? I think that's it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It's at DevHotFix. And yep, that's it. All See right, you cool. around. Bye. Bye-bye.